I'm Tanisha, and I want to welcome you to the first installation of Inspire Collective. Um, and we are here, we being Michael Matry. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about um, our first um, topic. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is entrepreneurship and how we both decided, um, you know, different places in our lives to do things a little differently. Um, so we're just going to bounce a few questions off one another and, um, hopefully you guys will get some good information. So here we go. So Tanisha. Awesome. Yes. What are some of the tangible fears about getting into entrepreneurship? I know some people out there, especially because of COVID-19 and what's going on right now, I think it's pushing a lot of people towards that direction. But what would you say some of the tangible fears are when it comes to entrepreneurship? Well, for me, because I am a single mom, you know, I'm the breadwinner. So for me, having a corporate job has always been something that I equated with stability. And I really couldn't afford to, um, I believe, take that leap into doing um, freelance work and or being an entrepreneur full time because, you know, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, I have kids. I, we need health insurance. We, you know, I got to pay rent and, you know, car payment, all those things that circulates through everyone's minds. Just, you know, the idea of trying to piece together a paycheck monthly was like never anything that I even imagined that I would do. I always did freelance work on the side, uh, weekends, evenings. I always did extra jobs and I always felt extra fulfilled when I did that work. So last year, um, it was kind of thrust upon me and you know, I was kind of pushed out of that corporate environment and I was made to have to figure it out. Um, and I decided in that moment because I, I was so tired of being in the same, like, um, you know, clock in at nine, leave at five. It was just monotonous and I was not feeling like my purpose was being met. So I decided to just take the leap and I jumped out there and I just started to make it happen. Um, one job at a time, one day at a time. And literally it's been a year, almost a year at the end of this month, May of 20 will be a year of me not working in a corporate environment. And for me, that's huge because all the other years prior to that corporate job. So it's my first time just being out there doing, you know, hustling, grinding, making Hustle. things happen. We got to just, I'm out here. <laughs> so when you first took that leap, was there ever a moment where you were like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Oh yeah, the next day when I woke up. <laughs> when I woke up. After I made the decision, oh, I felt good. You know, I went, the, the, the job was like, okay, we're sorry, we're eliminating your position. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm good. You know, they gave me my little package and sent me on my way. I was like, okay, I went home, made this list of all the things that I was gonna do. And oh yeah, this is great, this is great. And then I woke up the next day and was like, oh shoot, I have nowhere to go. Oh. <laughs> It was like, mm, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, because it's not just me. You know, I got kids looking me in the face every day like, so what's for dinner? You what's know, we need some gas in your car because you got to take me to this practice over here. You know, so yeah, it was it was almost immediate. But then I already had an extra few couple gigs lined up. Um, just things that I was actually going to take my vacation time for with my job. But now they were just going to be like 
legit sources of income for me. And so I really just took it from there. So yeah, the next day I was like, I'm crazy. Why am I doing this? But then I just had to have a real talk with myself and be like, you know, this is what you've been asking for. Change, progress, movement in another direction because your purpose isn't being filled. So I was like, okay. So I just literally gave myself a time limit, put a time limit on it. And I said, all right, I'll do this for a year and I'll see what happens. If I can survive, then I'll keep going. And I have survived. (laughs) Even in the midst of all of this, I've survived. You know, I've managed to, you know, keep pushing and work ridiculously crazy hours at times, but it's all been worth it. And I wouldn't undo it. I'm going to keep going. For me, I think entrepreneurship, same thing. I I got thrusted into it. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, I was straight up fired. (laughs) So I was... Your position wasn't eliminated? No. No, no, I was eliminated. (laughs) So (laughs) so what happened was I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was the company man. I had the logo on the polo, all that stuff. And I just kept moving up the company ranks really quickly and everything was good until I finally met uh, that, that... new manager or whatever it is that you just kind of clash with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not like me. Um, it definitely was a race thing as well. Um, there wasn't too many people who looked like me in my position. So he felt right. uncomfortable sharing space with somebody like me. Right. We made it known on various occasions. We had major falling outs with some of the things that he would say to me, you know, just racial windows and all those type of things until finally he found an opening and kind of created this bogus story and then HR kind of believed him and kind of didn't, but I just kind of decided, you know what, I'm just going to walk away, you know? So I was forced out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, afterwards, a lot of people were encouraging me to file a lawsuit against the company and all that stuff. But I just said, you know, I I don't really want to do that. I want to take this as a sign and I want to see what it means for me. Right. And uh, I come to find that the skill set that I was using at this particular company, working 100 hours on salary, which Mm -hmm. is equivalent to making like $5 an hour. Right. Um, I, right. I realized that that skill set was actually needed out in in, in, in business, you know, consulting mm-hmm. and, and doing those type of things using the consulting skill set. So I just used my skill set and started to call around. I started calling everybody I knew that was a professional and just let them know what my services were. And before you know it, I got my first gig and then it fell into the second gig. And I've been doing this since 2013. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm fresh off the corporate boat. You just <laughs> been off for a while. A little no. while. A little while. <laughs> but then, no, That's good. Situations like this definitely get scary to your point. Um, you definitely get to that point where, you know, I have kids as well. And it's just like, okay, I got to provide. I don't have anything that's like for sure definite unless I get up and go do it. And I think that's right. Me scariest parts is that it requires you to get up and go do it, you know, and you need to be right. able to create your own security blanket and right. benefits and all that other stuff. So it is scary, but at the same time, I think like to your point, it's so fulfilling, you know, this mm-hmm. work is so fulfilling. And I think for the people out there that are just contemplating on whether or not they should step in or not, I think it's just a fulfilling thing when you can generate something on your own and, you know, create your own schedule and create your own vacation time and create right. your own things that you have for yourself and just right. to have that freedom, especially during these times, yeah. you know, what's going on. It just shines a light on, you know, your, your ability to be flexible. It's very important. Right. Absolutely. I agree. It's, um, you know, unfortunately the work that I do now is all shut down. You no, know, there's no Hollywood right now. 
So, you know, it's a little mm, for me, but, you know, I'm still holding out, holding out hope, holding out, you know, keeping the faith because I know something is going to, you know, come around for me. Um, so we shall see. Um, but I have full intention on keeping down the road of freelance working and doing what I need to do to provide myself outside of corporate America, because I just, I can't deal with politics anymore. It's just, it's too much. And for me, it's just super unfulfilling. And I know there are people who have awesome executive corporate careers and they love it. And it's just, I just have come to learn that it's just not for some people. It's for some people and it's not for others. So I'm one of the others. So, <laughs> What would you say um, for somebody out there that, you know, um, wants to make the plunge, they want to make the leap, but they feel like, you know, financially it's going to be a tremendous burden, which it is, right? Yeah. Um, but what would you say to them? When would be the right time to take the leap? What would you say is if they're not forced out, how would be a, a, a good way to, to, now that you're on the other side of it and you see right. that, what would be the good way to take the leap? So exit strategy wise, the first thing you need to do is minimize all of your expenses. So I live simply anyway. I don't do large, grand or lots of things. Um, I live very minimally and I got all of my things paid down, paid off, um, because I knew, I felt it in my spirit that this was about to happen to me, that I was gonna have to be in this position. So I just did the necessary things to minimize the payments and out money that I have to put out every month in order to um, be able to survive, have the basics, you know, your standard utilities, rent, my car payment, and I have like two bills over that. That's it. Because I did not wanna be stressed out about trying to pay 15 credit card bills or, you know, this loan over here and that loan over there. So you just really have to like start preparing um, your financial um, situation to match what it is that you're going to be doing after you decide to exit corporate America. Because, um, you know, I just keep a little stash because I don't have health insurance. So if I need to pay out of pocket, I just have a savings just, you know, thank goodness, I'm very a uh, pretty healthy person. So I don't have to go to the doctor often, but you know, even so, you know, I just made sure that I put all my ducks in a row, everything yeah. so that financially I would, I would feel good at night going to sleep and not stressed about, Oh God, this $300 payment is due tomorrow. Right. And I haven't paid the rent, you know? So I just tried to, I started that probably a year before I actually, you know, lost my job. That's powerful. That's powerful advice. And I would say just to add to that, the second part of what you were saying was that once you actually do start working, right. making sure that you're putting a lot of money away yeah. um, because at any point in time, yeah. something can happen yeah. and you just want to be able to, you can still buy yourself more time to find other contracts, to find other gigs, and you're not desperate right away. As soon as something ends, right. you have a little bit of a rope. Right. Um, it might be scary in that time. At least, you know, you have a little bit of a rope where you can survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. That yeah. is the way. That's my advice. That's what I did. Um, and, you know, so far it has definitely worked in my favor. So any little extra money I got, I just stashed it. I haven't been on a trip in a long time, <laughs> but I do. I mean, I had saved money for that too. So when, when the time comes after all of this and we can travel, I'm getting on a plane. So. Can we dream real quick? Can we dream? Huh? 
Can you dream real quick? Absolutely. Where am I going? You want to know where I'm going? <laughs> yeah, you already know. You already know what the question is. I am headed to Spain. Mm. And I'm probably going to go from Spain to Paris because I haven't been to Paris yet. I went to London a couple of years ago and I did all of Italy. I mean, you know, I went from the top to the bottom of Italy over a span of 14 days and I absolutely loved it. So um, in my mind, I think Spain is the first place I want to go because I actually have friends from high school that live in Spain. Two of my friends, one lives in Barcelona. I believe she's in Barcelona, outside of Barcelona. And the other one lives in Mallorca. So she's on the island, an island right outside, right off the coast of Spain. Um, So I plan to go there first um, and then maybe hop a flight to Paris and um, go see Le Tour because I've not been there yet. And I took five years of French in high school. So I feel as though I, I, I owe Madame Shaw <laughs> a visit to Paris. Right. <laughs> oui, je parle français. <laughs> the importance, the importance of traveling. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Just like everybody's itching to get their passport and to get. Oh, oh yeah, oh, mine's ready. It's ready. <laughs> I'm just like, you ready? Stamp it. You You ready? Uh, okay. So I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. But um, that is definitely what is on the books for me. And again, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to have, you know, stable money coming in. Um, so I made sure to shovel that money away so that when I'm ready to take that trip, I can just take that trip. Because that's the one thing for me, because I do live simply because I don't deal in extravagancies that I want to travel and I want to see the world. I want to keep seeing the world. So that's my thing. I love that. I love yeah. that. The travel as well. I love the travel as well. Yeah. Spain, Italy, France. That's the extent of my Europe tour. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite mm-hmm. of them all being Italy. Italy stole my mm-hmm. home. I have family oh, yeah. oh. in France, but Italy is just amazing. I so, loved it. Couple stole Yep. Food, great people, warm yep. people. Yeah, they were good. I had a good, really good time. It's just a beautiful place. So much history. And it's just, it's like, I don't know, Italy is just one of those places. So definitely it loved it. It is. I mean, there's so much that goes into entrepreneurship. I mean, what do you, what do you think um, is the thing that people need to take away from our discussion today and and, and in general about taking that plunge into entrepreneurship. The bottom line is you just have to step off the cliff and just do it, right? I've made quite a few important decisions in the last few years of my life and they all required me to just step off the ledge and know that um, I have these wings that I really didn't understand were there until I was forced to use them. Um, And it was important for me to um, embrace each um, trial, each failure, each success, um, and use that to fuel me to keep moving forward in a positive manner. And so you just have to <clears throat> go in with the understanding that you're not going to be successful at everything. Um, the things that, that you do end up succeeding and use that to push you forward to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, and, you know, Honestly, when you decide to take the leap, just make sure that you are investing your time and energy into things that you really love to do. So for me, for me, like I am 
working in production for TV right now. And I love it. I love the process. I love how it all works. And so that's the path that I'm on right now, um, starting at the bottom and just working my way, you know, career shift, midlife. But hey, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. I agree with a lot of stuff you're saying. I, I think that we mm-hmm. just really need to get to a place where we're very specific on what we want and what we want to do and just get very targeted on that. We can't complicate our lives as entrepreneurs. We have to be very specific on what we enjoy so we can create a budget for that and be very specific on what we can do. The other thing is, is just personal excellence and discipline. Yeah. I think a lot of times that people are scared of it because they know that it's going to be on your own shoulders. When you work for yourself, you actually end up working harder. You end up working longer hours. You end up having less vacations and less PTO and all that other stuff. Yeah. And it, it requires a certain level of excellence for you, for you to rise to a certain place, to be able to do what you need to do and represent your brand well, right? Right. It's about representing your brand at the end of the day when you decide to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. The thing that's so important is that people set short-term goals and long-term goals for themselves. You know, a short-term goal is whatever you're doing now and whatever's paying bills now. But the long-term goal is how do you explain, ex, uh, expect to grow? How do you expect to expand? How do you expect to take your stuff to the next level? And what is the next level for you? Where are you trying right. to Where are you trying to and I think that's really important too, just to have a vision for yourself. You know, it takes a driven person to be an entrepreneur, but it also takes a very driven person to succeed and expand in entrepreneurship as well. Um, mm-hmm. to it. And I think that um, when you're somebody who's ambitious, you may not be at the level that you want to get to, but as long as you can keep a vision for it, then that's where you're heading. You know, you have to give, right. me, you have to promote yourself. You have to give yourself right. Your- and you have to promote yourself to the next position based on what you want to do. Nobody's coming to you and giving you an evaluation and say, okay, you can get a promotion now. I think that's one of the major different, you know, that people go through. Excellent. Yes, that's all the truth. Um, All the truth. truth. What experiences, (laughs) like negative and positive, have you had so far? When you, there is no feeling I'll say both sides. There is no feeling like being able to get up in the morning, make a schedule for your day, uh-huh. execute on your own terms, and not having to really report to anybody. There's, right. there's, there's no greater feeling than that. There's also no scarier feeling than you losing a contract, mm-hmm. you sitting in your bed, and you looking around at your house and saying, oh crap, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And that feeling <laughs> for me, the longest it's lasted has been three months. So on two separate occasions, I've been out of work for three months and mm-hmm. it was mortifying. <laughs> you know, it was mortifying. Two kids, mortgage, you know, all these right. things. It was very mortifying. And so but I think what I've learned from it, I think what I've gained from it was this. It was just that if there is a will, there is a way. You know, that right. is true. It's like, if you are willing, there is a way. When your life depends on it, right. you're right. going to find a way to do it. You're going to find you're going to find a way to make it work. And you'll attract the right people, places and things around mm-hmm. to make yep. it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, it's the same. Uh, so especially like right now, even, even when I first got laid off from work, 
I had all these, like I literally had an event lined up, lined up within, I was leaving within 10 days. I went to Hawaii. I worked a writer's retreat with a friend of mine who lives there. And, you know, so I knew that, you know, right off the bat, I was going to make some money. And, you know, then I got into a couple more gigs and then I eventually started on the path of production. So then all those jobs just start falling into place. But for me, like just the same thing, like every day I have to wake up and I know it was mind over matter. I don't care how tired I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have a 3 a.m. call time. I got to get up at two or one thirty or whatever I need to do to get there on time. I have to stay till do an overnight or whatever needs to be done. And then on top of that, I was still working other events in the midst of doing that crazy production schedule. So it became a serious game of mind over matter for me. Um, because what mattered most is that I was able to manage my household and take care of myself and my children. Um, and like, it was like no nonsense. So Mm -hmm. a a whole lot of no's started happening for me. Um, because I was being frugal with my money, a whole lot of no's. I was being frugal with my money and my time. Um, so it really taught me how to like be very succinct to live very succinctly, um, including how I choose to, um, spend my time and who I choose to spend my time with the tiny bit that was left over while trying to manage and maintain you was know, that a my life. Moment, or was that like a breaking point? Or was that an aha moment? What brought you to the conclusion that you needed to start saying no and started to choose your inner circle more closely? So I had started doing that a couple years prior. I think it was a process, but it, it had slowly become this narrowing. Like it just really funneled down to the fundamental people that, you know, when I needed to spend time with you know, someone outside of a work environment that I would go to those specific people because they added, they were adding value. And most of those people are entrepreneurial people. They're the people that are living lives like me, that are working hard, that are, you know, have their hands in a lot of different things because they too are on that same path. So I, you know, like-minded birds of a feather flock together, right? So when you get in a certain headspace, you tend to attract certain people. And so the people that I was most, that I am still to this day, most attracted to right now is different than it was two, three years ago. So I've really like funneled it all down and gotten to the people who um, have truly helped me and uplift me when I needed and encouraged me to keep going uh, in those times when I was like, Ooh, what am I doing? This is, mm -mm, mm -mm." (laughs) so, you know, cause every once in a while I would wake up and be like, Oh, why Lord? Why four 30? Why? I got to be somewhere at 5.30. Like I have to be there and it's 45 minutes away. So it's like, but again, mind over matter, like no fear, you know, all in. And that's just me though. That's me. I'm an all in kind of person. I don't do things halfway. So if I commit to it, I'm doing it. Period. Period. So period dot. dot. All the way. (laughs) All the way. So I think The main thing is, is that anything that you want to do in this life, especially entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. requires you to get into your right mind space. I think it's all about the mind space space and the mindset that you have, budgeting, 
concentrating on lowering down the people you're hanging out with and, and, and creating a, a different space and an environment for yourself, it all has to do with being in a different mind space. It has to do with getting to a certain level of awareness. It has to do with just contemplation, spending time with yourself to really think about it and to really organize your thoughts. And I think that with entrepreneurship, a lot of that is necessary to sustain entrepreneurship. So getting to that place before you become an entrepreneur is wildly important. These things that we're sharing with you is just advice, is just tidbits, but ultimately the only answers are going to come from yourself and they're going to come from your contemplation of what you can and can't do and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and what you really want for yourself in your life and what you want to see for yourself. And I think that's really what what the, the, the crux of the matter is, is just getting in the right mind space and having a mindset for entrepreneurship. Right. Absolutely. And what you just said, um, to piggyback off of that, um, it is about a choice. It's about what is it do you that you really want? Do you want to deal with the grind? Do you want to deal with the hustle? Can you deal with the grind? Can you deal with the hustle? Because everyone's not cut out for it. Um, and if you still have that hunger, that drive, then, you know, I say go for it because I made a really big decision five years ago to move to LA. And it was literally one sentence that propelled me that made me say, okay, I'm doing this. And someone said to me, what's to be gained without a try? What will you gain without trying? So I think that anyone who is contemplating or believes that they truly should be doing something other than working at a corporate job in a cubicle, hunkered down, crunching numbers or whatever it is that you do in corporate America. You know, I say strategize, make a plan, get an exit strategy and and do it Um, because we have but one life, you know, we, and I am a huge advocate of living, living our lives in the present and doing the things that it is that we truly want to do. So, you know, for me, it's just like, go for it um, and find the right people, your people, the ones that will be in your corner when you need them the most. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun. I'm looking forward to this series. It's going to be great. I know, I know. We got a couple more topics coming up. So um, looking forward to diving into those subjects, which I am ultra passionate about. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be good. <laughs> Signing Sign out. Michael Sign out. And Tanisha. <laughs> Bam. Right. Another one. 